The oven is warming up in preparation for the banana bread that will be slid in for its amazing transformation from a thick batter to a warm golden loaf of memories and delivery system for peanut butter. I always use my grandmother's recipe, which is included below. A number of recipes have been tried and found to be delicious, but I continue to turn to Dee Dee's because to me, it's the epitome of a quick bread. It's not dense or cakey like many of those others, but easily cut into thin slices, a bit crumbly, and has a heft that is reassuring but won't break your teeth. I'm not sure why some are even called breads when their texture and weight clearly fall into the cake category. Often they're almost moist in a wet way, like zucchini or date nut bread, which is not to my liking at all for a quick bread. More importantly, the bread I make is made from a tried and true recipe that was included in Dee Dee's recipe box. I laminated the few recipes found tucked inside to preserve her handwriting from the splashes and splatters that accompany my baking attempts. This recipe has been employed hundreds of times, but I still check the amounts carefully as I work my way through the steps. Funnily enough, I have no memories of baking with my grandmother. No matter, my connection to her almost 40 years after her passing is maintained through the mixing and baking process of this little slice of heaven. A similar connection is made when using my mother's cookie sheets. You can see from the picture they're well-seasoned rectangles of metal and are hardly flat, but they get covered with a sheet of foil many times throughout the week and used to roast veggies or as a base for warming small packets of food in the oven. She and I didn't cook together, chattering about this and that as I absorbed her knowledge in intimate ways around the kitchen or any other romantic notion you sometimes read about. I do remember watching the pans get used, and they are some of the few things kept when we closed up her house. It's funny they are my mother's pans, or when I'm looking for the hammer, I ask Bob if he's seen my mother's hammer. I don't know when they will become mine, or at the very least unnamed, but for now they still hold the moniker of my mother's. I've recently been watching a number of YouTubers on the topic of minimalism. A lifestyle uncluttered by more than one of an item, owning something that doesn't serve a useful purpose, or possessing objects simply because they're beautiful is not new. In other times, this lifestyle would have been called Spartan or expected of many who choose certain religious orders. The Japanese culture is well-founded in this lifestyle, and that was brought to our attention in Pinterest pages about 10 years ago when Marie Kondo published her book on tidying up. I'm currently reading a book, Goodbye Things, The New Japanese Minimalism, by Fumio Sasaki, who documents his discovery that less is more when it comes to possessions. Living with fewer possessions isn't for everyone, but it's interesting that you're born with nothing in your hands and you go out the same way. In between, we're given what we need to survive by our parents, both in terms of material goods and life skills. There seems to be a bell curve where we acquire things throughout our lives, and then we start to jettison extraneous items as we downsize into the golden years. In a previous post, I related that when I went off to college, all my worldly possessions fit into a footlocker that was stowed in my VW Bug. Three years ago, we needed over 100 trips with the SUV and two small truckloads from a moving company. Much of that stuff is being sold or given away as it hasn't been used in more than a year. Probably longer for some of it. There's a lot to be said on this topic, and it will be another day. 
Right now there's a banana bread to be baked. Onward and upwards to the oven.